0: The agency of the future is going to be this. And, you know, there is power in the collective community. There is power in it. We, together, establishing that future. And Creative Entrepreneurs
1: is that opportunity to be able to start that discussion. From Think, you're listening to the RevThinking Podcast. A conversation between creative entrepreneurs who know the best way to deal with the future is to create it. I'm Joel Pilger. Today, my guest is Steve Kazangian, and we are discussing creative entrepreneurs at Promax BDA, the conference. Welcome to RevThinking. RevThink leverages years of experience and practical wisdom to help owners of top creative studios, so you don't have to choose between following your passion and running your business. Now, here's your host, Joel Pilger. Hello from Los Angeles. It's Joel. I'm back here in town, and I have just recorded a podcast with Steve Kazanjian. He is the president and CEO at Promax BDA. Now, for those of you that don't know what Promax is, it's an association in the entertainment marketing space. Uh, It's where all the TV networks and cable and OTT. People get together every year for a big conference. And of course, there are tons of studios, agencies, production companies, motion design firms that come together as well to uh, meet new clients, do business development, but learn from all of of the great sessions and things that go on every year at the conference. Well, this year, the conference is back in Los Angeles and there is a creative entrepreneurs event that Tim Thompson and I and RevThink are putting on this year like we did last year. So it's gonna be a great opportunity for owners of creative agencies, people that run and operate studios and production companies to get together and share best practices, build community and so forth. But I thought it would be really great to sit down with Steve and get his perspective on not only what is Promax BDA, but why does he have a heart for the creative entrepreneurs in our space. Many of you may not know that Steve used to run his own agency. He operated Belief uh, back in the day and did great work. So he understands firsthand what it's like to run his own business. I met with Steve a little over, I don't know, a year and a half ago uh, and pitched this idea of why not create a community within Promax BDA specifically for agency owners and he jumped on it he immediately embraced it and said yes i've been wanting to do this this is the opportunity this is the time let's do it so we launched it last year in new york at the conference we had another conference uh, in october in los angeles we had one in new york in february and now we're back It's been one year and we're getting together again in Los Angeles. So be sure to go to promaxbda.org. You can RSVP for the Creative Entrepreneurs event. Uh, It's included with uh, conference registration. Uh, Tim and again and myself will be there along with Patrick Jager from RevThink, um, other guys on our team. But it's gonna be a great event. So let's uh, listen in as you hear a little bit of my story and Steve's story and the story of Promax BDA and creative entrepreneurs. Steve, thank you for letting me invade your insane, crazy world. You're what three weeks away from the big conference? Two and a half weeks. Two and a, okay, it's worse.
0: And yes, we are counting every day. Yeah. No, I'm I woke the- up this morning and I I, uh, I looked at my daughter and I'm like. Wait, it's, she was dressed in her gym clothes. I'm like, wait, it's Tuesday. Why are you in your gym clothes for Wednesday? She's like, Dad, it's Wednesday. And this 24 hours alone, I was like, oh, no. I felt I just lost 24 hours.
1: Right. And every day counts, every, right? Every hour counts. Every hour. Yeah. So I just want to introduce you and say I've known you now for, I don't know, maybe five or six years. Yeah. Um, and you became president CEO of Promax. When was that?
0: Uh, two and a half years ago.
1: Two and a half years ago. And so, for everyone's benefit, um, what was the what were the quick beats of what you were doing a lifetime ago, and what led you into becoming the president here at Promax?
0: Yeah, well, my um, my career has bounced back and forth between entertainment marketing and CPG or consumer package goods marketing. So, both the creative arm of marketing and the very analytics arm of marketing. My foundational career. Um, Started on the agency side. Well, initially on the network side, but then really kind of, you know, cut my teeth, I like to say, in the agency space. Right. And then um, jumped over into CPG, really interested in that world, which we can talk about in in a bit as well. And then um, when I was looking, you know, to make a move and trying to figure out what was that next step. I started getting fascinated in television again because television was performing more like a consumer product than ever before, right? Interesting. It was finally, it wasn't fuzzy Nielsen numbers, it was hard empirical data, one-to-one data tracking conversions, which was much more of that traditional and fundamental marketing funnel that you would, you would see in consumer products, consumer packaged goods, or similar.
1: Now, I'm going to say for the benefit of uh, people listening to this, that in the Pro Max BDA world, when we refer to agencies, mm-hmm. um, a lot of them don't quite get that. They think, "No, I run a studio. I run a production company. Right? You know what I mean, a creative right. firm." But in the broadcast world, um, those clients out there they refer to those firms as agencies. Right. So just for the sake of nomenclature, yeah. better than the pejorative word "vendor." Right. Better than <laughs> right, right, right. We don't we don't much prefer the vendor word, um, but the the agency that you ran back in the day. Mm-hmm. Was belief, and I'm thinking some people are going to recognize that name and say, "Oh, I remember those guys. They did some really crazy, innovative work."
0: Yeah, I had a business partner, Mike Goodicky, and I started it together. Um, it was we hit this moment, and um, which was this. Uh, I mean, it was this watershed moment where. Desktop had just gotten. It was actually it wasn't even fast enough at that point. But it would. It if you rendered it for two days, it was fast enough. I
1: love it wasn't fast yeah. enough, but we made it work. Well, we
0: made it work, and it was that moment. There were a handful of of design shops in Santa Monica and Venice at the time, and this is mid nineties to late nineties, early two thousands, where I guess a ninety five to two thousand five were really kind of those moments, if you will, where. Um, we started being able to really compete effectively in the broadcast design space, um, which was called then versus motion graphics. Which, right,
1: you know, right. It now. No, they, it's interesting how you played a part in that evolution of the industry from the, I don't know what you might call it, those bigger players, um, the enterprise level type studios yeah. of those days. Yeah. And when desktop was emerging, Belief, and there was that piece that you did for the Indian network, the rebrand. What was that? Well, S-E-T, yeah. Okay, and I just remember that was one of those super innovative pieces that everybody said, holy cow, that's freaking beautiful and brilliant, and then it was done on desktop, and everyone's heads flew off, and they thought, oh, my God, the world's changing, and indeed it was. That's cool,
0: that's cool. It was, there were some, I think the thing is that the way I looked at it, is I did when I before I partnered up with Mike and, and and we launched belief, there was a a moment where I was about a year and a half and I was freelance. And I was doing a lot of stuff on the Mac and I and and after effects, which I mean we're talking about like after effects like 3.0, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, I don't even think you could comp layers at that point. I mean it was like crazy. Yeah. um but <clears throat> um, the point being that so I did one project in a Harry. And it was, you know, we did it at the post group. It was probably 800 or $900 an hour, right? And you remember those times. I remember those and days. And the analogy, like in my, the, the visual reference was I felt like I came into that room with $8,000, And cash, right? And I put a big pile in the middle of the room and I set it on fire. And you worked as quickly as you possibly could to get the project done. And then when we're done with the project, after nine and a half hours, you put the fire out. And I'm like, wow, I made, you know, whatever I made. Whatever's left over. Whatever's left over, right? And it was just, the problem I had with that was, not just metaphorically that you were burning through cash, but also the fact that your decisions were being made not on creativity, your decisions were being made on
1: speed. yes and as a
0: creative, so. that was a real that was that was really problematic because you're not you're not trying to you're not trying to do your best work. you're just trying to do the fastest work and you were, always were making considerations. And so that work like SAT or there are some other projects early on that we did that were really um, you know that we thought at the time the group of us who were really kind of the creatives in that shop are those seminal projects, there was a level of thoughtfulness and there was a level of time, although it was a beast to render. The technology was really not up to speed. There were lots of workarounds. What we did have the luxury of is that our time was cheap, um, you know, relatively. Yeah. And we could spend that time to really th- thoughtfully go through that. So there was some craftsmanship coming into the way you approached the business. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, I would say the democratization of the technology allowed us to actually be better creatives. Um, and whereas we probably would have never gone down the road of being an operator in a Quantel suite into, a, you know, an inferno or a Harry or whatever, we were a bunch of, you know, Mac nerds and we were on been on Photoshop for a very very long. I mean, I was on Photoshop
1: 1.0. Yeah. I remember yeah. I remember 1.0. So let's talk about ProMax then and now. Mhm. First of all, for people, I know this is going to sound crazy, but there are a lot of people in the industry that don't necessarily know what Promex BDA is. Mm-hmm. So for the sake of their benefit, what is Promex BDA?
0: Fundamentally, Promex BDA is the community of entertainment marketers. And under the under the umbrella of entertainment marketing are writers, producers, editors, designers, Creatives, everyone that I, that t- collectively together, filmmakers, you know everyone everyone that collectively together, um, makes the promotions and the marketing for content. The interesting thing, really, is to talk about the the history of the association.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so the so- association we're, we're a nonprofit member based association. We were founded in 1956. Amazing. So you think about it, so 60 plus years at this point. What's crazy about that? Is the first real primetime season was the 55 56 season. So think about it that six months later, so at that point before, at that point before, you know, snow, 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 oh, a show's on, wow, I can watch it, right? And then next thing, snow, 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 <laughs> you know. But so there was this concerted effort by major broadcasters to get together and launch primetime. And so six months later, these guys get together and realize that. that there's so much competition on air, right? Someone could watch two other things right. than my show that the, that we needed to form best practices and standards on how to promote. And at that time, the industry was really focused on. Uh, obviously, it was on air promotions, but it was a lot of off air. And off air is, and we're not talking about you know key art billboards. Uh, we're talking about an insert in the local flyer of a promotion, the tie in a GE television with a um, refrigerator, right? Radio, obviously, Radio, really big sure. at the time. But over those sixty years, as the association has has grown and evolved, and has switched from you know local stations to station groups, um, from post houses into desktop, uh, from producers and writers into quote I hate saying it but predator, right? Right, yeah, or sure. consolidation of roles, really. And now this kind of shift from linear to digital that we've just gone through, or I would think we're in the last whispers of that transition, the association has grown and has thrived and has become increasingly more relevant. Um, and, and that is a testament to being able to stay relevant and grow in an incredibly dynamic and, and you know, for lack of a better word, difficult industry. Um, and so... As as the member association for the industry, our responsibility is to drive value to those members, to help them thrive in their careers, to help them um, uh, stay current, stay relevant, and stay inspired. So all the decisions that we do make here are focused on that mission. It's not about how to make more money and how to put more money in the coffers of Promex BDA, it's how do we provide more value to each members so that success for us is, is measured on how long members are part of the association, um, how we've seen them evolving and thrive in their career, and the amount of participation that they have and give back to the to the the industry.
1: I have some uh, studio owners that are clients of mine that are unfamiliar with Promax BDA, mm-hmm. and when they recently asked me, well, "What is that?" Yeah, it was funny because for me, it was almost like I don't know right. where to start because. In my journey, there was life before ProMax and then there was life after ProMax. Yeah, and as I well, cannot yeah. tell you how much yeah. the impact was an enormous mm-hmm. because uh, my studio won a gold BDA for a network launch that we did. Mm-hmm. And the the you know, we just showed up and said, Oh, I think we won something. And then oh my gosh, we met this incredible community of not just people on the client side, but yeah. on the agency side, but the recognition and the credibility yeah. that we gained through that. Truly propelled us to working with some of the major networks that we had never we had never done any work in mm-hmm. entertainment marketing. Yeah, so that's my little quick, you know, I guess story of yeah, it's I, an incredible association.
0: We all have these crazy stories about how we got into the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, the the point being is that I felt adrift of not really understanding, knowing that I liked this and that it would it it was challenging and rewarding. Um, and that we were at the cusp of this new form of visual storytelling that we hadn't really seen before. And that, once again, the technology has, had become accessible so we could do it. But you know, how do you, how do you, you know, build clients? How do you build a community? How do you get inspired? How do you learn best practices? Um, and then finally, when I got hired as an art director at Showtime, we you know, went to my first 95, I think one of the first Pro Max. And all of a sudden, you realize that you're in this community of your peers. Right? You were you are around thousands of other people that you didn't know, but you felt that you were at home. And now, 20-plus years later, it's a, it is a homecoming, right? Where people come back, and it still is young. It's not a bunch of old gray hair people in a room talking about the good old days. Right. It's about, it's always... Leaning in, it's always future, fo- future focus, and it's always about this thriving community.
1: So that's a good moment to pause and mention that the conference, which is coming up, like you said, in two and a half weeks, yeah. And everyone around here is at Promax BD8 is in a frenzy. So um, focused attention. Yes, <laughs> a lot of intentional uh, intentionality going on around here. But that's just sort of the tentpole event of the year. But Promax obviously is doing right. tons of stuff throughout the year. Um, but the big Conferences, I think, was my first introduction in, into Promax. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what um, I'm curious to hear your perspective. What's the appeal of the association to agencies? To, to so, to somebody that you know runs a studio or a production company, something like that. Um, what's 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 the benefit? What's the appeal? Like, why right. should they get why should they get involved?
0: Clearly, the networking component of it is huge and we don't have to go into that because that's an obvious component being able to network and meet both potential collaborators
1: and clients and if you do you mind me translating that even yeah. to say sales sales because i mean networking drives relationships leads to total new clients new business without it without a
0: doubt and i when when we had belief we were unabashedly creative i would say in the type of marketing that we would do um, you know, and you talk about it, Joel. The difference between marketing and sales. Yes. We were very much more focused on marketing than we were on sales. It was all about, it was all about reach and frequency. It was about subtle nods. It was about sitting back. It was about being the. And we had, um, we were very intentional in how we positioned ourselves in that space. Um, we came for that, but what we found, and I'm going back to the late '90s. Um, what we found was community. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really, really powerful because it allowed us, although we are all competitors, we're all competitors at the time in the space, we also were collaborators. And we knew that that we as a community of designers and creatives were able to band together, were able to focus, were able to push that industry forward. So the three stanchions we think of the association are on community, Leadership and professional development, and celebration of excellence. Right. Okay. So, community, which is us collaborating together to evolve and shape the future of this industry. Leadership and pro- professional development on how do you know we can talk about this with creative entrepreneurs? How do I lead? Right. How do I grow both both creatively, technically, but also as a business owner, with specific to, to you know to the agency side of the business, and celebration of excellence. An award, in its abstract, has no value. The fact that the award has has gone through a rigorous process and has been judged by a jury of your peers who you admire, whose work you admire, is what gives it value. So the awards competition over the past decade has been really retooled to really showcase the best of the best. And to actually be able to, to, and so when you are, when you do get a Promax, you know, gold, you look at it and say, I, this is, there's a lot of emotional value in that, right? Because a jury of my peers who I look up to actually, um, you know, thought my work was good enough. I remember
1: winning our first gold. It oh, was remember, extraordinary. Oh, I remember, yeah, winning our first Promax BDA awards. Yeah, it was a big deal. And I think it's, if anything, only gotten bigger. yeah. Because the competition has, you know, the field continues to grow and expand, uh, there's more competition. Yeah. Um, but that standard of excellence, I think, has just continued to gradually be raised and raised over the years. It's
0: a much more rigorous process than it has been
1: in the past. So when we look at agencies out there, how has Promax BDA been, I don't know, evolving and adapting? Because mm-hmm. it's a crazy, right? It's a crazy world we live in. Everything is yeah. constantly changing. How is Promax responding to those evolving needs?
0: Well, I think that I'm the the first person who's come from the, the agency side of the business. So BDA before, you obviously had people who were running as a chair of the BDA who were agency leaders. But as someone as CEO of Promax BDA, coming from the agency side of the business, have a very different view of our. Once again, it's a nonprofit member-based association. Very different view of our
1: responsibility. Now, and I love that you come from that agency background, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's amazing. Um, for the benefit of listeners, BDA used to right. be the Broadcast Design Association, exactly, which merged, merged or, together with Promax, yeah, exactly, e- eons ago. But um,
0: so when I looked at it, I just I remember those moments and where. You're growing a, you know, you're growing a shop and it's two people and, you know, three or four Macs and you're building and you're, oh, great. We've got another job. We can't fill it. Let's hire someone. You hire someone and you buy some more equipment and you hire someone else. And next thing you know, you've got 15 people. You've got 30 Macs rendering all the time. um, You probably don't have, you know, thing <laughs> employee handbook, um a really strong handle on cash flow, um uh a growth strategy, an exit plan, HR. Um, it's you know, and I could look back at it and say, wow, we really if there was an opportunity where I could have learned those elements of business growth at the time, that would have been really that would that would have helped us immeasurably. I mean, they you know, we learned it all on the fly. And um, I'm looking at those studios now that are, you know, I'd say two people to 14 people who are in the same boat, right, which are growing. They're incredibly passionate about the amount, about the work that they're doing, that they want to do, but not with not a clear vision on the three-month plan, the six-month plan, you know, the, the 36-month plan. Who are they? You know, what is the difference between sales and marketing, Right. You, know, are you are you are you do, you know where you said fame fortune, oh, fame, fortune and freedom and freedom yeah, why right did, why
1: did you get into this business what
0: is your intent of what kind of company that you want to be yeah how do you make sure that you that, that you can thrive in the future and so to me the the opportunity that 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 I wanted to bring in in our initial conversations that we had you know 2 years ago or something like that was to say okay there are a million and one different places where a creative can be inspired, right and there's a lot of resources out there from both from both um, aesthetic as well as technical yes.
1: standpoints. Yes, here's great ideas, here's trends, styles, yeah, uh, that's what I call the work. like here's right. all this amazing creativity, exactly, and there's endless resources totally there, but you're totally. right when I, when I approached you about two years ago and said. I think there's all these other needs, mm-hmm. and I think Promax BDA is in this unique position yeah. to step up and meet those needs. Yeah, I'll never forget your response was, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're talking about this because just a couple days ago we decided we have to make this commitment." Yeah, to meet those needs. Yeah, and that was sort of the genesis of creative entrepreneurs. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, I looked at it. And, you know,
0: luckily i i went to uh, I went to USC. Um, didn't do you know film television which seems like that would be the appropriate thing i ended up doing business and um went into the entrepreneur program there which was amazing because the entrepreneur program taught me a lot about everything from you know from uh cash flow to business growth to exit strategy um and the nuts and bolts of running a small business um but even with that you're still posed with questions I remember there's a moment I mean, when the, the crash of 2000 where all of a sudden you have this massive project and you're trying to, you know that you need, to, you need that check to come in to pay payroll because it's never about revenue. It's always about cash flow. Yes. Right. Because at that time, all the networks were paying out on a 16, 90, 120, um, meaning taking three to four months to pay their bills. And so you're carrying that load then being in a place where the check doesn't come in and making sure that you need I mean you're you have a responsibility to those people who are working there who need to pay their mortgages, their rent, their car payments. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. And being able to have a community of people who you can say, how do you do that? Yeah. You know, or when you're hiring and you know, unfortunately the the worst part of the business and everyone goes through it is when you have to let go, people go. How do you do it? How do you do it with grace? How do you do it uh, in a way that um, empowers them and you? And so, those I feel are huge needs that we as a community need to be need to need to provide.
1: So we had this crazy idea, of right. within Promax BDA, and this was launched last year at the conference mm-hmm. in New York. We said, let's bring together agency owners, principals, executives uh, from the agency side, and build community have a conversation um, mm-hmm. from your perspective what was that what was that like what was the feedback you got well so I think
0: the, the most extraordinary moment was that first day when you had what was like 40 to 50 agency principals mm-hmm. or leaders in that room that has never happened before in the history of PromxBDA um, yes we've had small people together but that, that that amount of people in a room together collaborating, On those issues. Yes, we've had conversations around in the past around pitch best practices and um, client issues. I mean, those are like, I mean, those are perennials, but we haven't really had conversations around. How are you growing your business? How are you setting it up? How do you market right? What are the best ways? Where is the industry going? those really fundamental things that we need to know as an industry and how we all support each other um, so that was that was that moment for me that was extraordinary because we were on to something we talk about there was this there was this unmet need right and there was a lot of pain with those members you know to be able to figure out that solution. And that was extraordinary. And then from there, having those events in LA and New York, those touch points, if you will, and seeing it grow to now, um, you know, in a few weeks, you know, it'll
1: be a full year that this, this has gone on. So we, yeah, just to fill in some of those details there, it was, I think, October, that after Creative Entrepreneurs in New York, we said, this was really great. How do we keep this momentum going? And we did a one-day conference in L.A. in October, mm-hmm. um, and the focus of that was all about sales, right? right? which of course everyone was like, well, that's the hot button. Of course, I'll show up and talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but then we did another one in February in New yeah. York at the Crosby Street Hotel, and that one was all about marketing and positioning. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, like you said, what's really exciting is to see th- not only everyone, the people who show up and, and the distances. Yeah. People are coming from across the coast. I know we had... Uh, Lucy, even from London, who came all the way to LA right. for the one-day conference. But seeing that collection of people come together and you know tackle a lot of these uh, very practical issues the agencies face. But then there's the community building aspect mm-hmm. that I think is really the big surprise. Yeah. You know, when we do the networking, totally happy hour thing afterwards, there's always people coming up to yeah. me saying, "Holy cow! I like. I thought I was showing up for information." But I realize I'm actually showing up for inspiration exactly. as well. And that community is... And,
0: comu- and community. Ultimately, what your community of your peers what is what's going to carry you through your career yeah. more than anything else. Yeah. I remember this moment of talking to someone who um, I had just met that day. This is when we were at Teranea at that event in October. And he was you know, frustrated about a client who... Um, the client is so mean to me and they keep asking me to change things all the time and it's that they have it out for me and it just went on and, and, and I said look, the client is not intentionally calling you to say change it because I want to change it. They have a boss and they have a boss's boss and you have to understand what's going on over there at the network side and that they have a limited funds, they have more work to do, they're just as fearful about keeping their jobs and the dynamic change that is going to happen. And so, try to look at it through their eyes. Don't look at it just that I need to, uh, that it's costing me another hour to do this work. Look at it in pure relationship building. I think Will Travis said it great. I'm going to paraphrase him, but he said this at the Crosby. He said, uh, "Don't." Complete their jobs, but it was it was the point of you know help them help them with their careers, right? Not just help them with their job,
1: right? It's and not just the project. It's not just the project. It's a relationship. It's a trans, relationship. The trans and, trans and many if you projects. can help
0: them, you know, if you have decided that you're going to be on on the agency side, both sides have positives and negatives. The positive on the agency side is business ownership. It's freedom. It's creativity. It's being able to work on a, on a variety of different projects. It's being able to, you know, to a certain extent, control your own destiny and see where you want to go. Um, we all, you know, everyone listening right now knows all the all, all those negatives. It's it's a gr- it can be a grind. It can be really stressful finding that next job. Um, it's a lot of feast or famine. Yeah, a lot of risk. And you deal with a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. And you are going to have to. Do that third revision, that fourth revision for free to build that
1: relationship. Steve, it's more like that thirtieth, thirtieth revision, fortieth revision.
0: It is upfront <laughs> season
1: after all. Yeah, I'm being considerate. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to the conference, which in two and a half weeks, June six, Los Angeles, LA Live. Yeah, and where do people register? Promaxbda.org. Okay, <laughs> so in two and a half weeks, we're gonna. Um, I mean, this great event's gonna happen in Los Angeles. And creative entrepreneurs is going to mm-hmm. happen again. For now, who's invited to creative entrepreneurs? Who who qualifies to get in get in that door?
0: I mean, fundamentally, if you're coming to the conference, you're invited, right? I mean, we're not the, the, a community inherently is not exclusionary. Correct. Um, the people who will get the most out of the content there will be agency owners, principals, lead creatives people even who might even be on the network side, thinking about starting their own agency as well. Um, but it's really about, that, about you fundamentally understanding everything else but the creative.
1: Right, yeah, it's those, we have the, what we call the seven ingredients, right, right. The, of, of a successful creative firm. Exactly. And one of those ingredients is the creative work. Yeah. And then welcome to these other six other areas. I, I mean, I think the, th- <laughs> the
0: thing is now is that the creative work, to a certain extent, are the table stakes. Right. That's foundational. If you don't have that, forget about it. No matter how much you know, you can excel at those other six points. If the work's not there, the work's not there. Right. And now, because you know, like I said before, that that you're thinking, if you think about the market forces that come into play here, you know, the democratization of the technology, right? You've got increased um, uh, supply. Of designers coming out of schools. I mean, I'm looking at some of the kids. You know, some of these reels from the top schools. Our reel was never that good, right? And they're coming out of school with right. a reel that right. you know that would best us today. Yes. Um, but so, increased supply of designers and creatives coming out, and you have, in certain extents, I wouldn't say a decreased demand, but a consolidation and a differentiated demand of the work. So, the creativity is considered to be a standard, right? That's If you don't have that, don't even start. Right. Of course you have great work, right? now what? Now what? And you look at the difference between two shops that have great work, why has one thrived? Yes, it's a little bit of luck and a little bit of right place, right time, without a doubt. But a lot of it is being able to understand the nuances of those finer points, of how to build a business, how to communicate with people, how to network, how to build a client base, how to grow a business. Um, those are those. Those are. We got away with it in the mid '90s because there weren't that many of us. There's no way we could get away with that
1: today. Well, it's funny because I think of um, there are still people that like to say well, it's all about the work, right? And my answer nowadays is no. It's actually not all about the work right. because as a business owner, there's this evolution evolution that's happening in what you described really nails it. And I'm excited to talk with this room full of agency principles about it. And that is, services are now commoditized. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, the work is there. Of course, you can edit and you can right. design and so forth. And if that's what you're going out to the world, yeah. that's your message, good luck, Yeah. right? But then there's this evolution of, well, how do we merge these different services into solutions? And what does that mean? Is that strategy? Is that like, yeah. what's the offering that is really solving the deeper, Problems, yeah. And then there's a next level beyond that, which is, what's your vision? Like, what you you see where the industry is going, and how are you uniquely solving those problems in the clients that you service, and then inside those relationships. So that's going to be some of the stuff we get to talk about this yeah. year that I think is going to be really exciting.
0: I think that that you know what we're seeing is um, um, in the agency space. I believe is a bifurcation. So you have you have. You know a decade ago you know the full spectrum of single person shop to 300 person shop and what you're seeing now is that 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 middle is other than few instances is really kind of you know is is dropping out and either their people are going to smaller more nimble specialists or you're going into you're seeing the you know those large juggernauts you know the 150 person but in those businesses they still have different divisions and different you know P&Ls and different um, uh, emphasis yes. areas of emphasis yes um, the the value of creative entrepreneurs is really for the people in the smaller shops right yep. and I think the issue I think the issue that will be facing or they'll be facing over the next couple of years is to understand you know their personal brand and how to really define a level of specificity around who they are and how they position themselves and how they cut through the clutter right it's to me it's an intersection between you know where the industry is going what are the dynamic nature of that industry your clients right the networks what are their unmet needs what are they looking for right now and then you as you know what is your what is your you know, what is your value proposition? You know, what, what is your overt benefit and your reason to believe? These are like foundational brand building, but you know, what do you do that no one else can do? And why should I care? And why do I believe it, right? right, right. And if you can, if you can that, that nexus, I mean, it's like, you know, it's an abstract Venn diagram, but that nexus of everything together is really about, you know, is your value prop and how you communicate that out. That's critical. You can't be all things to all people. Once you form a relationship with a specific client and you have an ongoing relationship, yeah, you can move out of your your lanes because there's an inherent amount of trust that you're gonna be able to deliver it. But if you're dealing in, in a competitive set of, of 50 to 60 other players, what's that mental heuristic? What What's that shortcut that people are gonna remember? Oh, Joel's company, they do that, mm-hmm. right? I'm willing to go out on a ledge. I'm willing to recommend them. I'm willing to pay a little bit more. I'm willing to trust them because of that credibility in that
1: space. Well, and of course, at a place like the conference, yeah. once you get, clear about, once you get that, clear about it, that's obviously the killer environment in which to reach out. I mean, those yeah. people are all there. And they. what I've always loved about Promex BDA is from someone on the agency side, it's incredible to show up and there are, you know, the potential to meet hundreds, mm-hmm. you know, really thousands of people that are there to meet, yeah. to connect, to network, of course, to learn, you know, and get exposed to great um, ideas and what's going on. I mean,
0: no, one, no one has the answer of where we're going. Yeah. We each have different ideas of where we're going. Have, being able to connect, to network, and to have those conversations just gives you fuel to understand where you need to take your company, your business, and your work. So those three days is literally that epicenter to be able to do that, to be able to fuel, you know, your business, to understand. And also at the same time, use an opportunity to try out different messaging. Understand, you know, who you are. And if I'm if I'm connecting with, with network A versus network B, and I know that there, there are, you know, have a different slant on the type of programming, you know, can I communicate out that? Is it sticking, is it not sticking? Right. What are other people saying? You know, what is my competitive set out there and how are they presenting themselves? To be able to really use that from you know, a, a
1: business intelligent you know, and market insight standpoint. Well, I know when um, every year that I went to Promax as, to the conference um, as an agency owner, I always came away with, oh my gosh, I have to evolve my business in this direction. Mm-hmm because the industry is shifting. yeah. The emphasis is now this, these right. are the new problems and I had better figure that out. Yeah. So that was always really energizing because I came away with, I've gotta yeah. hire this person, I need to develop this expertise, I need to fine tune our positioning so that it clicks with yeah. you know, those TV networks and so forth. So that was, um, it was always a gold yeah. mine.
0: What's incredibly exciting for the agency side is that that we are in this new golden era and we all talk about it, right? That you know whether peak TV is this year or next year. We're in this glorious moment right now right. of some of the best content we've seen in decades. You know that is this massive amount—right, 500 plus one-hour scripted dramas now right. or something along right, those right. lines. But we'll ex- find out this week. Really, the explosion through, of OTT through, and, yeah, and
1: all goes with that.
0: Uh, um, even more filmmakers moving into um, and there's more money being spent in in the space. Um, there are new distribution vehicles. There's new, you know, uh, whether it's digital or OTT, new players that were non-traditional networks who now can be considered to be networks and producing original content. Um, that's a great, um, great opportunity for us. And so, a lot of the content that you're you're seeing this year the conference, yes, it is still very foundational to our business. But we are leaning into some of the non-traditional players. So whether it's a consumer products or consumer packaged goods a player who's developing a brand studio, whether it's someone inherently you would think as a digital news aggregator now coming into the space and developing original content, um, even experiential, and even you know, artificial intelligence. right? How do those all play into it? Um, and they are not they shouldn't be considered to be left of center they should be considered to be these are opportunities of where our business is going to move into so i think it's critical not to build your business off hey we do network redesigns or we do sizzles or we do because yes that work will still be there but there's a lot of players who can do that
1: well there's a deeper problem that i think those people are solving they might call it that, but there's something deeper there, and once you, get, once you get clear about that, you start to realize, wait, we can create this yeah. value in a lot of different corners of the industry for different types of uh, it's I, I
0: think there's a really interesting analogy between, and this is a, a slight tangent, but this is it's an interesting note nonetheless. So 1890s to 1920s Paris, right, they called it the Belle Epoque, right, that was like Art Nouveau, mm-hmm. explosion of creativity. And a lot of it was this intersection between uh, the new industrial age, um, specifically with, with the birth of modern graphic design for a color process. Printing came, came into play. Sure, mass so te- production. Yeah, mass production. It's like technology ushered in a, an, um, an abundance of product. The abundance of product needed to, to differentiate itself. It differentiated itself through aesthetics. And so the stack and the design pushed out and that became, um, that became part of the value prop, if you will. When we got into the 50s post-war and we were able to do, in the consumer product space, and really be able to have empirical data on basket rings, on people buying things in the store, modern advertising came into being and that was more about messaging it was more about um, the nuance it was more about really understanding the success of that creative tied to um, you know t- tied to the, the sale now the 90s there's a lot of similarities between the 1890s and the 1990s with technology and creativity right, right yeah. so desktop coming in. And differentiation was through aesthetic. There was, there was an abundance of channels that were a proliferation of channels at that time. Um, now, as we go digital and we go OTT and we have those empirical data, that's no different than the basket ring. So, the reason why this is important to, to, to designers is you have to be additive to your, what you're bringing, right? To the creative you're bringing. Right. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be a creative, that will always, creativity will always be a differentiator. It has always been, it will continue to always be. You just need to be smarter to be able to substantiate that creative and said this creative is more effective because of this. Yeah. Um, to me that's empowering because that allows us to say, if the client comes back, and I always use this, this analogy, but if the client come back, comes back and just says, make it blue, you can say, well, actually, it should be read because of this, this, and this. Yeah. And if you can get to the place where, you know, you're you never going to get a clear empirical data, but if you can get to a place where you can say that I believe because this, this, and this, and the data shows it. Um, and I'm not saying every studio needs to have a data scientist on board, but what I am saying is that there are new ways that you need to, just like there was a, people bucked when they, we went from post houses into desktop and people coveted that, operator, creative you know, relationship, someone on the box and someone actually are attracting, now you know, it's a different world, right? Well, there's new opportunities. New opportunities. You're right,
1: and obviously the, it, we heard that loud and clear last year at Creative Entrepreneurs. I remember when Tricia Melton got up and spoke to the room and one of the big things that she said was data. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was funny because people in the room didn't really hear it, maybe because they just weren't ready or didn't want to. So I'm curious to see, okay, it, this year, what are going to be some of the yeah. those inklings, right? What are some of those birth pangs, maybe, of the next innovations that we need to be listening out for? And I bet data yeah. is going to come up again. Well, yeah, <laughs> look, if
0: data will, without, I can without tell you, without a doubt. I mean, but if data, can, if data can move from a place of being about a thorn in your side and about in a place that's empowering, right, that's... Um, that's extraordinary. I mean, if you think about you think about all these YouTube stars, the fascination with YouTube YouTube stars from two years ago. Ultimately, is about the democratization of distribution, right? Right. Yes. And yep. so, and so now, everyone is a mini YouTube star, and everyone is pushing that. And and inherent to that is data. And what I mean, it's not data as far as you know analytically, myopically looking through all the pieces, understanding what are people connecting with. Oh, great. I'm getting clicks around there. I'm getting watches, right? I'm getting views. Let's keep doing that. Yeah. And it can be, you can take it as, as broad or as deep as you want to.
1: So let me, let me briefly touch on just the structure, the practicalities. Mm-hmm. So for um, this year at the conference, we've set up uh, Creative Entrepreneurs as a three-hour event on Monday. A three hour tour? Yeah, a three hour tour. (laughs) Who's Gill again? (laughs) I was gonna say, that sounds rather ominous. Um, But that'll be a three hour uh, event on Monday, which will um, include not only Tim Thompson and myself, um, but guests and other people that are gonna, and we're gonna engage the audience a lot because now we have people who have come to, this will be their fourth uh, event. So that's gonna be really cool. But then uh, we will also be doing a, a daily coffee break we call it. Mm-hmm. And I think the intention there is to be able to take a lot of what you're talking about, which are what are we hearing at the conference? Exactly. What are the pain points? What are the things that are bubbling up opportunities, yeah. opportunities and come back together every day and say what are you hearing? What right. are you learning? What do we as agencies right. what do we do with that? Where is the current moving? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, will you be uh, at at our creative entrepreneurs will you I wouldn't miss it You're going to be there and kind of give us our kickoff and
0: well, because there's three of me, and I need to be in three different places at the same time. No, of course, I'll be there. I will I wouldn't miss it. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's 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 so near to and dear to me because I'm coming from that space and firsthandedly knowing the pain of small business ownership and the need to form a community of people and being now in a space where we can I can provide that provide the, a platform or provide an opportunity for people to form that community i mean it's extraordinary and it's it's an obligation of once, once again of, of a promex BDA to
1: do that yeah. as you know as the association for the industry to do that i think you and i both just personally take a lot of pride in seeing this community build because we were there Mm -hmm. You know, we know what it's like. And to be able to now bring this community together and support it, it's really exciting. Like this was just something that we said, we just have to do this. It just has to be done, it's time.
0: And doing it in a way that is not, for for sake of another word, is not a bitch fest of the problems, but it's more solution and opportunity oriented, that's empowering.
1: Yeah, for sure, for
0: Um, sure. Because we, we can all lament over the good old days, you know, over drinks at the bar, but ultimately, you know, what are the solutions? Let's get to work and let's figure out. It, it's the relationship. There will always be agencies. There have always been agencies. It will look different. We can't keep thinking that it's going to be the exact same thing. But what we can do is figure out where it is going and build to that future. And being able to say, okay, the agency of the future is going to be this. We believe it's going to be a combination of this, this, and this. Um, and, you know, there is power in the collective community. There is power in we together establishing that future. Um, and creative entrepreneurs is that opportunity to be able to start that
1: discussion. Well, I don't think we could end on a, any better note than that. So, with that, I'll just say thanks, Steve, for your support. Um, Thank you so of much. All the agencies, PromexBDA, all that you do. And we'll see you in a few weeks at in a here few Los X- Angeles. PromexBDA.org. Rev Thinking is produced by Rev Think. Feel free to connect with us at revthink.com. If you're a creative entrepreneur, we'd love to help. And hey, if you like the Rev Thinking podcast, please do us a favor by subscribing on iTunes and giving us your feedback. And please spread the word. Thanks for listening to Rev Thinking.